This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, talking with Gary Zimmerman and catching up on what's been happening with the economic news. There's always something, Gary. And that's what that's what that's what you do, and that's how you help KVMR listeners keep up with what's current. So, Gary, how is the economic news uh, these days? What's particularly has happened with jobs, or you know, is there a smaller number of new jobs? Uh, we, we were expecting the news last Friday, and do you expect the smaller than expected job numbers to cause the Federal Reserve to change their monetary policies this fall? Hi, Paul. Well, uh, many economists were surprised by the weaker than expected job numbers for August. Only about 235,000 new payroll jobs were um, were added in August. Um, That's about a third of what some of the analysts were expecting. But I think we should put that 235,000 jobs created into perspective. Um, 235,000 new jobs is a little more than the average monthly increase in jobs in the, you know, in the 10 years before COVID was hit. So, you know, 235,000 jobs isn't terrible. Um, However, 235,000 is the smallest monthly increase since this January, and it's you know far below the average monthly job increases of you know in the 600,000 range for payrolls that we've seen in 2021. Um, so by that measure, it wasn't good news. Um, you know, on the other side, you know, the economy is still adding jobs. That's that's a big plus. Uh, Gary, uh, how large an increase uh, were the analysts expecting to see in August? Paul, the forecasters were much higher than the actual increase in payroll jobs. Uh, many were looking for an increase of about 700, you know, 700, 750,000 range. So 235,000 was well below expectations. You know, I think part of that may have been that, um, you know, the economists had seen two huge increases in payroll jobs, about a million each month in June and July, and expected, you know, that big trend to continue. So, you know, and, and, um, you know, there's there are lots of variations in these data. And just if one looks, you know, perhaps just at the past three months, we're still looking at, you know, an average of over 600, 700,000 range um, of adding new jobs. So, you know, that's that's pretty good. Well, exactly. Uh, what happened, Gary? Uh, why did the job market slow down? Hasn't the economy been expanding uh, at a pretty fast pace? Um, yes, Paul. The economy has expanded, been expanding at a pretty fast pace. The GDP, num- GDP numbers had come in um, very high, uh, but probably the most important factor here, and the one cited by Fed Chair Jay Powell a week or two before the, these data were released, is is the effect of the surge in COVID-19's Delta variant. You know, as the virus has surged through, particularly the unvaccinated, it has affected many sectors of the economy, um, including several that were still recovering from the initial wave of COVID. You know, jobs and leisure and hospitality, travel and recreation, restaurants, retail establishments. These are you know sectors of the economy and, um, that were hurt, and you know many of these require person-to-person contact, and where workers often usually can't work from home. So, you know, I, I expect we may actually see some additional weaknesses and you know, smaller job gains in the September job numbers as well, especially when we add in to COVID. Uh, and the Delta variant, the the temporary job losses that we're going to see arising from the hurricanes and flooding in the east and and the wildfires in the west. 
Well, Gary, didn't the unemployment rate actually decline as in August? Now, that was a, that was good news, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Paul. The unemployment rate continued to fall in August, dropping from 5.4% of the labor force down to 5.2% of the labor force. That's good news, um, but it's still, you know, ways above the 4% um, unemployment rate that the Fed policymakers would like to see when the economy is back to full employment of the labor force. Um, you know, other other indicators like the underemployment, that still remains high at about 8.8% of the labor force. So we still have a ways to go, but even by the unemployment rate measures, but, you know, falling unemployment rate is, is a good sign of improve, some improvement in the job market and the recovery. Well, Gary, will the continued decline in the unemployment rate in August be enough to cause the Fed to maybe start implementing changes to monetary policy? No, Paul, I think the Fed likely is going to wait a few months to see how the Delta variant affects the labor markets and the recovery um, and, um, you know, how 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 the other indicators of the economy move around uh, before they make any additional changes or any changes to the Fed bond purchases or quantitative easing or or you know, later on to do interest rates. Um, you know, and and we could look at another other, another measure of the jobs that you know suggests why that's probably reasonable. Um, total changes in payroll jobs, you know, since COVID disrupted the economy. Um, you know, they. We we lost in uh, March and April of 2020 over 22 million jobs, um, and then from May to December of 2020, the economy rebounded, added about 12 million jobs. Um, that's certainly a plus. And in the eight months of 2021, the rebound has added nearly five million jobs. Um, you know that that's. You know, <laughs> That's about three quarters of the way back, but we're still about five million jobs below pre-COVID uh, payroll job numbers. Um, and we do know that many workers have retired, so there are major changes going on in the labor force. Another couple million have appeared to have dropped out of the labor force after being employed, unemployed for long periods of time, usually six months or longer. Um, and we're also seeing some evidence that their workers are moving, trying to move to other sectors of the labor market or other regions of the economy. And these are you know, transitions that take time and that seem to be some mismatches in skills between what employers want and what workers want to do. Um, so you know, there, there are some issues there. And then, you know, also on the plus side, though, there are the fact that we have, you know, 10 million job openings. And, you know, we, can, we see that in help wanted signs everywhere. Uh, Gary, uh, one last question. Uh, this is a good one, actually. Why didn't eliminating the temporary $300 supplemental unemployment benefits in about half the states, why didn't that cause workers to take jobs and add to the payroll numbers in July and August? Well, Paul, the preliminary research that I've seen comparing the states that eliminated the $300 payments with those that continued the $300 payment suggests that, you know, eliminating the $300 a month had little effect on the unemployed taking jobs in states that eliminated the federal payments. Uh, why? Um, you know, even before the payments were eliminated in those states, you know, surveys of the unemployed suggested that many workers reported other reasons for their continued unemployment, um, COVID uh, risk or fear of COVID, um, 
child care needs and the high cost of child care, uh, workers who are shifting to other types of jobs or areas of the country, you know, other types of jobs may require training that takes time moving to other areas of the country can also be time consuming. Um, so, you know, those, those are good reasons why um, we should you know, not be surprised that that didn't work. Um, you know, let me, let me let me finish though with another risk to consider from you know eliminating the additional support. Um, you know, based on what happened at the state level, I'm I would expect to see that the end of the federal government's temporary three hundred dollar unemployment benefits this month, um, and also ending support for gig workers and the self-employed, um, likely won't have a positive major impact on the payroll employment in the coming months either. Um, and you know that may well be overshadowed again by what happens with the the Delta variant. Um, and and we may have a ma- macroeconomic risk here that the uh, elimination of the support unemployment support um, will reduce consumer spending overall that's a, that's a lot of money and um, you know as the unemployed cut back further on spending so you know we've already seen some weakness in retail spending and consumer confidence um, and this you know loss of additional fiscal or government support for the unemployed you know could actually slow the overall economic rebound uh, from COVID. So um, that that's another risk that comes to this you know, change in policy. Interesting stuff, Gary. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Paul. We'll talk to you Pleasure. in a couple of weeks, see how things okay. look. All righty. Thank you. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.